0: In Chapter 5 of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, we read the following. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders. But many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we or like now. If you are willing to go at any length to get it, then there are you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation To improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what an order. I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. Unquote. And there we will leave the book and take each step one by one. And to see how an alcoholic not only achieves sobriety, but also achieves adjustment to reality, happiness in living, and at least a modicum of serenity in this world in which we live. Now in step number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. A complete admission. In other words, we became convinced we couldn't drink. Not that we shouldn't drink, not that it's wrong to drink, but I cannot tolerate alcohol. I can't drink. The reason I don't drink today is not because it would be evil for me to drink, but because I cannot handle alcohol. I am an alcoholic. Now, you hear a lot of discussions in the AA groups just what is an alcoholic. And whenever you see a group together discussing that uh, to quite some length, you can be pretty sure somebody's looking for an out. (laughs) Somebody's looking for a definition that lets him out. (laughs) He's looking to justify the next drink. I think it is very secure if instead of asking ourselves, am I an alcoholic, simply ask ourselves, has alcohol become to me a serious problem in life? If it has, then I am a fit member for Alcoholics Anonymous, and I certainly am fit to take these 12 steps of the AA program. You know, when I first came into AA, I wasn't quite sold that I was an alcoholic. That was a nasty word <coughs> in those days, and still in uh, some circles it's a nasty word, because still the world does not understand what an alcoholic is. But I remember at that time I was talking with my sponsor, and I happened to mention, I said, Dor, uh, I don't quite sure whether I am an alcoholic or not, and he looked at me, he said, look, Father, let's get this settled once and for all. He said, why in the heck did you come to see me if you're not an alcoholic? Why did you come to AA? He said, now, I'm sure there's many priests in the world who are a thousand times more competent to solve your moral problems than I am. I'm sure also there's uh, many psychiatrists in this world who also are a thousand times more competent to solve your mental problems, your emotional problems, than I am. If you're not an alcoholic, why did you come to see me? Well, I couldn't answer him. (laughs) So then I made up my mind that I couldn't drink, that I am an alcoholic. You know, it's not so bad to be an alcoholic. You who are members of AA know that very well. It's merely a question of attitude. When we come to AA, we learn that being an alcoholic not only tells us we can't drink, but picks us out from the so-called ordinary people, God love them, (laughs) and gives us, A power that is not given to the average non-alcoholic except on occasion here and there. And that's the ability to establish a contact of confidence with another alcoholic, which you and I as alcoholics have, whereas the average non-alcoholic does not have. You know, this question of attitudes changing the entire perspective of uh, truth There were two fellows discussing the inequalities of life one day. And they were bricklayers. And one of them said, isn't it a shame, Pat, how everything is so unequal in this world? He says, take yourself for example. He says, here, your brother, he's a bishop. And here, what are you? You're a bricklayer. Yes, Pat said, isn't it a shame? His Excellency couldn't lay a brick if his life depended on it. Then also, speaking of the matter of attitude and terminology, they tell the story of two Irishmen who met in AA one time. One's name was Shaughnessy, and the other's name was O'Flanagan. So when he was introduced to the other fellow, he happened to think, well, maybe he's a Catholic, maybe I'll ask him. He says, by the way, are you a Catholic? And the other guy said, Lord, no, it's bad enough to be an alcoholic. (laughs) So we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. In other words, we have absolutely no control if we take alcohol. That our lives had become unmanageable. Now, one thing we will notice in the 12 steps, they're all written in plain English. And they're not open too much to misinterpretation. Another thing, you will find few words in the 12 steps that are not very important and very necessary for the steps. In other words, our lives, not other people's lives, (laughs) which we had been blaming so long, but our lives had become unmanageable. Now that's a simple English term, means I could not manage my own affairs. Now, when we take this step, we suddenly realize for the first time that we are helpless in ourselves. Is that discouraging? Yes, unless unless we have the humility to continue on to the next step which tells us we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity.